0: Welcome to another episode of the GT Reboot, the special E3 edition of our weekly gaming show. My name is Joe DeClara, I'm news editor at Gaming Trend, and I am here with two editors of Gaming Trend, one of course my co-host now and forever, one Mike Pierce. Mike, how are you?
1: I'm good, Joe.
0: All right. Thank and you. We are also here with uh, a first for Mike and for Mike Pierce and mine rendition of the podcast. Uh, our executive producer and I think uh, editor at large, I think is your official title. Mr. Mike That's Dunn. Correct. Mike, how are you doing? Doing good. All right. We're ready for some E3 talk. I now have to, I said this before, but I have to now differentiate between which Mike I'm talking to. It's been very easy up until now. So we're going to go with Mike D and maybe I'll remember Mike to call you Mr. Pierce, but I've I, frequently call you mike so i'm just gonna botch it anyway
1: just as a side note you know as a mike and i'm sure mike can appreciate this it is pretty common for us to be in the same room with at least one other mike so we're totally used to it it's just your problem
2: sure
0: sure, okay
3: absolutely there's there's (laughs) a band there's a band called p lander z here in austin that uh has a song called so many mike and it's basically (laughs) about how there's always so many mics.
0: So. I, I definitely yep. agree with them. Far too much, Mike. Far too much yeah. of it <laughs> happening. I saw right. a funny Cracked video, uh, crack.com video about please stop calling kids Mike because there's so many of them or Michael or any uh, iteration of that. But anyway, we're going to start talking about E3. Uh, the conferences are done. E3 is still, I think, happening. The show floor is still open. People are. We have still have folks there. Uh, but the conferences are out, and a lot of major announcements have been made, and most of the heavy-duty stuff is pretty much set, and uh, we have plenty to talk about. Uh, we want to get, of course, the big ones across first, so we're going to go around the room and talk about what our biggest uh, surprises, maybe we'll start there, the biggest surprises of the show. Uh, I personally was surprised to see a couple of games make an appearance, one definitely uh, – Beyond Good and Evil 2. That's uh, like another um, kind of another Final Fantasy 15 or Last Guardian, if you will. Like one of those dead games that you think is just totally gone and then makes this. In- uh, incredible reappearance and still could be three to four to five years out on the road. So we'll see what happens, but um, I'm going to hand it over to my co-host Mike, what Mike Pierce, Mr. Pierce. What do you think is the I, your biggest well, announcement?
1: I, can, I concur with you. I was never, uh, I, I never even played that series, but, um, or I guess you can, you can't really call it a series yet. Can you, but maybe it will be um, mm-hmm. if we ever get number two. Sure. But um, yeah, that was a huge surprise. I I didn't expect that at all. And like you said, that has been effectively dead for how many years now? I, I mean, it not sure. Like t- two thousand
0: three was uh, beyond good and evil. So, so, so
1: what is that? Four, fourteen, almost years. fifteen good years. God, yeah. That, so said,
3: so that's, yeah, that's there there was it. that there was that little sting trailer a few sure. years back at E three. I, I I don't remember ex- which exact year that was, but yeah. I, I want to say like cute. five or six years ago. You,
0: you're pretty much you now. I think it was 11 or 10. Uh, I'm only just saying this because I did a little quick YouTube research and uh, found the stinger, found the little uh, trailer of just that pig guy. And uh, yeah, yeah. it's like 2010, 2011. So yeah, it's it's still been a while since even this actual, not actual game has made an appearance. Uh, I think but-
1: that's for me. And I think for most people, that's like, that's the surprise of the show. That's yeah. the So that's all I got to say on that. Mike
0: Dunn, do you concur? Uh, well,
3: so yeah, that was a big surprise for me. Uh, also Metroid prime four. Yeah. I mean, everybody I knew who was, was hoping out, hoping for that to happen was even, even they knew it was just like, ah, you know, this will never happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it did, it did. And
0: I'm still kind of stunned by the news to be honest. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's, it's exciting to see. Uh, it's funny that they're almost like polar opposites, the two, uh, announcements we're talking about. Beyond Good and Evil 2, which we've seen, we haven't seen, but we've seen word of it being a project that, uh, Ubisoft wanted to work on. And now it looks like they're really putting full force behind it. We didn't see gameplay, uh, but we did see a very high production, trailer that was about like five almost three to five minutes long it was very long it was, and it yeah was, it was
1: a long trailer
0: yeah yeah and it looked stunning like it was uh it was all cinematic but it just it spoke to me that ubisoft's putting their dollar behind it they brought um michelle ansel i think that's how you say his name uh, out there and he was all teary eyed and uh, yeah. emotionally moved that like his game's actually getting made and they're actually in there doing it, uh, which was a cool moment. And then you have the polar opposite of a game that was never confirmed that uh, no one was totally sure okay. it was going to happen. We And uh, they just out of nowhere, Nintendo is like here, Metroid prime four logo cut. And that was it. So, pretty incredible, uh, and I definitely think that was probably my second uh, biggest announcement, biggest surprise announcement, in my opinion, yeah. Uh, we have another editor just calling in hot off the rails, uh, one Noah McGuire. Noah, how are you? I'm doing
4: well. <laughs> Sorry for, uh, uh, I hope I didn't like cut you off or anything
0: you easily did ruin the entire show but that's okay. What do you think of the Metroid Prime 4 announcement? What
4: do I think of Metroid Prime 4? I wish I wish they would have at least done like a CGI trailer for it, but I could not be more excited to see a continuation to the Prime series. That sure. is amazing. Was not expecting that at all.
0: It was definitely a big show of um, Nintendo listening, I would like to believe. There's a couple of announcements that I feel like did just that, showing Nintendo saying, listen, we've heard you loud and clear. We've heard the outcry. We're going to try and give you everything that you're screaming for. Whether that's a good thing or not, we'll see. But uh, we can get to Nintendo soon. Uh, but that was definitely an exciting one. Uh, Noah, we were just talking about uh, biggest surprises of the entire uh, press conference series. Uh, do you have anything else to add besides Metroid Prime Four?
4: Well, I think that was huge. I think in addition, uh, Metroid: Samus Returns was another huge thing, and we got one—not one, but two met- new Metroid games announced in one day. That was mm. incredible.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, other than that, I nothing else seemed to surprise. Assassin's Creed Origins was. I'm uh, not necessarily surprised, but oh, Shocked. looks like it's going to be a welcome
1: return to
0: form. <laughs> was floored that that game exists. Couldn't even believe right, it. Right. Yeah, we,
1: had, we had no idea that no was coming. No
0: today. idea. Like,
1: no, <laughs> whatsoever. no idea. No.
0: Yeah. I think- so
3: I, I actually got I got one more. That yeah. I was actually surprised. Like, I wouldn't have thought I would have been interest, as interested in this game before I saw the trailer as I am now. And that's the new Wolfenstein.
0: Mm.
3: that looked really good. It looks like I, I, I played the first one. I think I'm like three quarters of the way through the first one. I picked it up on some sale last year, uh, off of steam or something. And you know, I've been kind of new order. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been going through it in kind of, uh, fits and spurts. Uh, and it's been fun. It's been enjoyable, but I wouldn't consider it great. Mm. Um, but, I was I was really interested in the sequel after I saw primarily after I saw that little c- cartoon chameleon at the end. Yeah, that <laughs> the was acid bizarre.
0: Oh, yeah. actually like, dropping acid
3: right then and there. Yeah, 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 that was I mean, that's that's taking a step in, a, in an interesting direction in a weird direction. Mm-hmm. And I got to give props for that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, Bethesda, definitely known to like try to play up their whole absurdity card, uh, especially with uh, Wolfenstein, but even like Fallout. So uh, I wasn't totally shocked to see Wolfenstein 2 there. Uh, I'm glad it's happening. Uh, Wolfenstein, I did not finish. I liked it a lot, though. It was... um, a good uh, time waster for the moment before I played something else. I couldn't remember even, but, uh, all it
1: gets is a time waster. Wow. It was, was, well, well, I was,
0: I was, uh, (laughs) anticipate. I think it was, um, I picked it up very late in the game. I was anticipating fallout four. So I think I played it around then, but, uh, anyway, we will get to Bethesda in a little bit. Um, but why don't we now just run through some of the, uh press conferences uh we have the days mapped out here by press conference dates the press conference series now which used to be two days sunday monday and then a little tuesday nintendo thing has now spread out to uh saturday sunday monday thanks to ea departing from uh e3 entirely and doing their own ea play showcase uh so we got a saturday ea day uh, out of this whole move And uh, that was easily one of the uh, least um, bombastic, exciting announcements. For me, there were a couple of really big things. Uh, I liked A Way Out. I thought that game looks really cool. I'm a big Brothers fan. And also, we finally got to see the first bit of Anthem, which we also saw later at Microsoft. Uh, But yeah, so why don't we talk a little bit about EA? Uh, Mr. Pierce, what did you think of our first conference of E3?
1: Uh, I th- yeah I would agree with you it wasn't exactly bombastic and there wasn't anything super unexpected I mean as you said anthem we, we knew that there was the unveiling of project Dylan coming up but we didn't know that it was called anthem um, or anything about it really so that I guess was a surprise um, and a welcome one at that and the trailer um, the trailer did make it look pretty cool of course we didn't get uh, gameplay until the next day but uh, the trailer did make it look pretty cool but for me the um the highlights they actually the highlight of ea was just battlefront 2 that mm-hmm. reminded me so much of not the last battlefront made by dice but the battlefront before that like the kind of original if you will and um the combat looked amazing the uh, much more incorporation of vehicles and not just like uh, not just the sort of like the AT-ATs running around or like a couple X-Wings here and there. Just tons of like well what you would picture with a Battlefield game. Um, but Star Wars. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, that's still for me might even be the best looking game of the whole conference. That just looked mm. like truly breathtaking.
0: I mean, uh, we saw so, a lot of actual gameplay from that one.
1: Right. I think almost it, and, a full half an hour.
0: Sure, sure. And it's definitely... And, Going to look like that as far as I would believe, you know, with the release date schedule and what we've seen. So, yeah, and I, I'm I already predicting
1: that. that Darth Maul is going to be OP and they're going to nerf him. I know <laughs> everyone's saying it was only 30 minutes of whatever, and the player was clearly really good, but you heard it here first. Darth well, that's Maul like the is gonna whole point OP of the year, they're going right? to have to nerf him.
0: Like the heroes are supposed to be absurdly overpowered and like you get to just, uh,
3: yeah. But did you see, he was just slaying the other heroes. He too. was really, like, really overpowered. Okay, <laughs>
1: he was okay. just like, he blazed through Han Solo. He blazed through Ray. He blazed through like 40 other players. Yeah. He just, he was absolutely destroying the field. I mean, that's
0: what Darth Maul would <laughs> do. in my bad. opinion. You know, so I, I, I'm totally fine with that. Mr. Dunn, what did you think of EA's showing this year? It's, So, for
3: me, the EA Conference was really two things. One, annoyance that instead of having it all at once, the sports stuff was very, very, very spattered into the rest of it. Yeah. Uh so was, I oh did I I couldn't get my designated nap in.
0: Yeah, yeah. There wasn't <laughs> a good like block of uh pee time, you know. You can just w- jump right, out, get right. your snack. Yeah.
3: And two, give me the Star Wars. Give just give it let me I'll take it.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Give it all to me, the Star Wars.
0: Sure. I
3: would have liked another Star Wars game, to be honest. Mm. I, I I probably would have been okay if the whole thing was Star Wars. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's that was the EA conference for me.
0: Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't surprised we didn't get to see uh, Visceral's Star Wars game. I am I'm dying to see it. I'm not gonna lie. I want to see what Amy Hennig is working on. I want to see uh, what that game looks like. Uh, it's easy to just from distance and from not having seen anything except for say for like five seconds of footage. Uh, it's easy to drum it up in your head to be like, this is gonna be the Star Wars game to and all Star Wars games but I would just like to see it and uh, I'm interested. Uh, I mean so
3: yeah. I mean a curr- e- even if even if they just put in like a current gen remaster of Knights of the Old Republic I would have oh, been like God. yes you win you win yeah. E3 you um, win yeah. And right. I, I agree with that. So I mean there was there was plenty of Star Wars but it wasn't enough.
0: Okay. <laughs> Never enough Star Wars. I can get on board with that. Noah my uh i'm sorry i'm i've re- relegated you as the uh nintendo uh baiter <laughs> like b- before you even hopped on so i just said he's probably just going to be waiting until we uh, t- start talking nintendo oh i've got plenty to talk about on a lot i'm of the sure but what do you think okay good what do you think of ea's showing this year uh,
4: i think uh, honestly i i liked what i saw battlefront 2 it looked like it's fixing a lot of the I- issues that the first battlefront of this series had and like Mike, uh, like Mike the First said, uh, it is. It's looking more like the old Battlefront games, or like a current gen Battlefield game, which I think is really good. I'm very excited. I'm excited to see what comes of Anthem. Again, we didn't see a whole lot of it during EA's. Specifically, I think just the best news that I heard out of it was that the lead writer for Mass Effect One and Two and Knights of the Old Republic is actually back on for Anthem, which mm. that's exciting because those games are very well known for their well-written stories. Right. So, so I'm excited to see what they do with a new IP.
0: Sure, sure. And uh, with that, uh, I do want to like, I do want to say again about the AA showing, uh, that a way out looks fantastic. This, uh, couch co-op game, but I, uh, that's made by the same guys as brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. I'm a big fan of that game, but I don't want to get on too much about that game with a lot of other stuff to talk about, namely Anthem. Uh, it's a good bridge to go into from EA to Microsoft, which is the next day of the E3 press conferences. Uh, we'll just use that as our bridge. What do you guys think of Anthem? bioware's next shared world shooter slash iron man suit uh <laughs> video game mike pierce uh
1: so i'm i'm i say this a lot i at least i find myself saying it a lot i'm tentatively excited about it um like like noah said i'm pleased to know that the writer from from kotor and uh mass effect one and two is on board I loved all three of those games, so that gives me a good deal of confidence in uh, in Anthem. It looks great. I mean, you really can't complain about the visuals in any way.
0: It definitely um, looks brushed, like touched up pretty it hardcore. Certain, yeah. It
1: certainly does, yeah, which is also pleasing, you know, because it's a Bioware game, and we just went through the Andromeda debacle, so it's nice to see a new Bioware IP, at least from what we've seen and that looks extremely polished.
0: Well, what I meant so, is like that. This looks like a touched up, like vertical slice demo. Like I mean, this is ostensibly what the game will function like. I I can't help but think of the Destiny reveal. It was like very well polished and it looked really seamless. And I mean, I'm totally sold. Like just on that first <laughs> showing. But I mean, obviously, we're gonna see it in a year, maybe three years from now. My guess, and it could look like a totally different game. Uh, well, I just. I I couldn't stop thinking of the destiny reveal. I don't know if people remember that, but like that's that's it. Constantly, what I think of like the seamless matchmaking, friends just dropping in instantly. Right. Uh, them uh, saying this is a massive open world uh, that you can just explore together with your friends. They're all the same taglines and buzzwords that Bungie initially uh, launched with before their whole infrastructure of. Aff- apparently collapsed and uh the game totally changed and became this different thing when it came out the all that was a rinse repeat right here as far as so i could I, tell. I completely I'm...
1: agree with you i, I was going to get to that i'm that's kind of where my tentative sure, sure. side yeah. is coming from is yeah. that clearly the footage we were seeing like you said was very um I, I guess I'm using the same word polished for a different meaning this time, but overly polished. And you're right. It was like a vertical slice. And, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that that's what it's going to look like, but doubtful mm. that at the same time, that that's what it's actually going to look like. Mm. And that's how it's actually going to function. And it did seem quite scripted as well. I, you know, I mean like,
0: Oh, sure. oh yeah. Hey,
1: yeah, come on, Brian, jump on in. And then, you know, wham, he, yeah, like, the yeah. Iron Man suit hits the ground and here we go. Okay. You go under the water. Okay, I'll go over the water. Like yeah, that's, the, the the fake gamers
0: speak that they had in the trailer. I yeah, love that it. stuff it's is my favorite. I mean, I love the fake gamer
1: speak so they're, much. They're they're getting a lot better at incorporating that stuff. I guess no, the fake I would disagree. Speak, but but I, love still, it. it's I think still it's so funny. It was still <laughs> It was
0: still super corny.
1: I love. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it it was corny. It was super corny, and yeah, it, yeah. So anyway, that's that's what I got to say about Anthem.
0: Yeah. Done. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going down the line. Yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah I,
3: I got, I got, <laughs> I gotta say, I was, I was largely ambivalent about Anthem. Sure. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. It looks a little forced. In what just way? What we saw. Well, I mean, it. It looks like. Oh look, we're doing Destiny better than Destiny. That's kind of the whole impression I got from it. Okay. And you know, it 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 was. I guess that kind of disappoints me because I, I tend to think of uh, Bioware as kind of paving their own way, oh. and and this felt like a Me Too game. Mm. That's fair. Um, yeah. But I mean, again, we bar- we really barely saw any of it, and it could be completely different. So that's that's why I'm i i I'm not really letting myself get excited about it
2: Mm.
3: yet. Um, and and you know I I just I gotta I gotta wait and see I I don't have an opinion I just always safe always a
0: safe yeah. move I I definitely felt some of that uh some of that trepidation for it when I saw like the loot drop you know when they did that little graphic with the oh I got this gun how exciting I'm like oh man uh, I don't yeah. know if I got that 200 hours in me to do that again like I've done it in so many games and is it gonna feel the same but I gotta say like I mean I saw that that one moment where. Uh, they're doing the game talk. They're, uh, tooting each other's gear to each other and like showing off. And then they're like, all right, let's go. And she jumps this character and Iron Man's down this great, like careening waterfall or whatever it was that you saw. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That looks great. (laughs) Just like (laughs) Iron Man your way through a giant environment. Like I was, I was hooked by that. But then seeing the sameness, I definitely can agree. Uh, yeah. Noah, what do you think though of, uh, Anthem's premiere?
4: Yeah, uh, kind of in the same boat. I I think I'm more on the optimistic side of things, where I think that it, yeah, it's looking a little kind of too close to Destiny for my liking. Not that that's a bad thing, but that it's already been done for and we're already getting a second one of that, so we don't need a Destiny two too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but like I said, I'm I think the main thing is like we've all said we've barely seen any of this game so far, but we know that there's potential for really good story content there which mm. is what mm. i am most excited for like the gameplay looks really fun like like you said that moment where you just jumped down like doing
0: awesome stuff is really awesome but doing you awesome stuff have, is always awesome yes you have, you have to have a uh, good story
4: to anchor it down and i think that with uh with the talent that they have here i think they'll be able to do just that but time will tell so it is okay to be cautiously excited for this game i feel
0: Sure, but definitely fair. But I have to buy yeah, a whole I mean, new system
3: to even
4: play it, so I'm kind of in the <laughs> ambivalent party as well.
3: Uh, you know, and that was that was another thing. It was like, um, you know, I, I'm when Destiny One came out, I got it because it was Bungie, because it looked cool, all that stuff, and just tried and tried and tried, and it. I was just it, at the end of it, I was just like, you got your MMO on my shooter. Damn it. Yeah. I don't want an MMO. <laughs> I want a shooter. I want I want a story-driven shooter. I love story-driven shooters. It's one of my favorite types of games. And if if Bioware can do that and still keep the people that want their MMO and their shooter happy, yeah. I'm fine with that. But they didn't do do a good job of that with uh, the uh, Old Republic MMO. Mm-hmm. I tried that just... Because it was Star Wars and it was Knights of the Old Republic, and well, goddamn it, I'm gonna try it, and and uh, hated it, hated it, hated it. <laughs> I am not an MMO person at all, yeah. and it's 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 not me. It's just I. I mean, it's not them. It's it's me. It's I. I do
0: not like MMOs. Well, that's fair. Yeah, for sure. I, I was definitely a fan of Destiny. It, it took a lot of work to become a fan of Destiny. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of struggle and getting through that year one, uh, content and stuff. But I mean, look, the, the main thing that for me, seeing that loot and having that cringe of like, oh, I don't know, is having to go through that again. You know, is this going to go through the same, uh, turbulent development or post development cycle that destiny did and Noah, you bring up story and i'm wondering like is destiny's like destiny had a whole problem with story based on their development and their team's development of the game is this going to be plagued with that or is it just like it was a isolated issue with Bungie, or does this kind of game what does a story in this kind of game look like because we don't know based on destiny so that's all interesting uh stuff we'll we'll revisit another time i'm sure but uh i'm i'm interested to see what they have in store for like a narrative and for a, a world in Anthem. Uh, but let's move on to the Xbox conference itself. Outside of Anthem, we got a huge uh, console reveal. The Xbox One X is what we was uh, further once called the Scorpio, which is almost going to an even worse name in my opinion that's it's insane the redundancies in that name but uh other than that we also got a bunch of games a lot of them coming out this year um and uh one of them was certainly anthem we got the assassin's creed reveal finally uh so xbox was a good show uh in my opinion the xbox one x questionable mike pierce what do you think of the xbox one x and then the show in general
1: uh, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the new console. I think the name is absolutely horrible. I think even something simple like Xbox two would have been fine. You know, I mean, I don't Jesus, know why no, had to say no, it. No, oh
0: my saying <laughs> X- <laughs> oh. Xbox Dude, one. Strategies yeah.
1: there? Well, but I mean, what you know, what are they going to do? Drop the Xbox name altogether. They've got to, they've either got to keep Xbox and put something on the end of it to distinguish it,
0: or oh, they've just got to get Xbox rid of in the back, it. Did I really?
1: <laughs> With the connect. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, look at that. <laughs> I really did.
0: That's magic.
1: Wow, it actually, yeah, it heard me say here. Let's see. Xbox off.
0: Oh, what a uh, nightmare.
1: No, it doesn't like me. All right, all right, great Our,
0: radio. Here we go. Anyway, yeah.
1: <laughs> um what was I forgot what I was saying. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm excited about the console. Um I think five hundred dollars is a pretty reasonable price. And um, I'm actually surprised to learn that people were pretty accurate with their estimates of that, too. I mean, I think we heard, I think I remember hearing like seven, eight hundred, maybe even up to nine hundred. Some people Oh, God, were. I didn't
0: hear that. That's insane. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And
1: uh, so I think five hundred is a relatively reasonable price for the performance that they're saying it's going to get. Um, hopefully it actually does get that. And, and hopefully they put out a good amount of exclusives for it, which is one thing I am a bit worried about. Hmm. Uh, but. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about the the Xbox One X. Like I said, I hate the name. Um but I think it, I think it'll be good for Microsoft and I think it's good to see them finally kind of jumping ahead in terms of performance above Sony, which is I think really the first time that's ever happened, isn't it, since they've been in the console business. So, mm, yeah. I think I, th- I think it was I think it was a good performance for Microsoft and for uh, Phil Spencer in particular who seems to be he seems to be doing some a lot of good stuff for Microsoft, at least in my opinion.
0: Sure, yeah, definitely picked up the reins from uh, the the nightmare that 2013 was. Yeah, I right. would agree with that. D- Mr. Dunn, what would you say?
3: Yeah, so I I liked the volume of games they showed. Uh, I thought that was pretty commendable. Um, you know, and and also the focus on on a lot of indies as well. Uh, yeah. You know I, i'm I always am very happy to see that. Um, but it, about the Xbox One X, uh, i mean i i've been I've been waiting for Microsoft to make me want to buy an Xbox one or derivative for a few years now. And every year, I manage to choose something else because they just <laughs> haven't convinced me to do it yet and it's not to say there aren't a few games that i want to play but now let me i mean last year i got i built myself my first gaming rig in like 10 Mm -hmm. years and really i mean i I was making a vr capable rig so it's it even even a year old it's still pretty beefy um And so now I'm just like, well, is there anything that I want to play on the Xbox one that I can't play on my PC and have it look even better?
0: Yeah, that's Um, that's the question you keep coming back to is like, who is this really for? You know, it's right. The uh, ostensive answer is it's for 4K TV owners. I I am not one of them.
3: i am yeah i am a 4k tv owner and i have a 4k blu ray machine and i have you know i i ostensibly am the target market for this they didn't convince me they didn't convince me yet again that's wild um yeah i i just uh i don't know i don't know i mean all right they're coming i gotta admit they're coming a little close with the uh The original xbox compatibility Mm.
1: that was pretty cool yeah
3: Yeah. that that is something because i still have my copy of crimson skies and (laughs) (laughs) look at that
2: yeah that's hilarious
3: i I still i still have my original xbox i mean my son has it now sure um
2: oh wow passing uh, it down the
3: line that's funny oh yeah oh yeah no uh it's a family heirloom man yeah yeah, yeah yeah that was yeah 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 no doubt i bought that right after i joined gaming trend actually but oh, the wow. console yeah yeah man oh man only only we were called console gold back then right i remember
0: yeah. i got i got the yeah. history rundown yeah yep um All right. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to go all old man. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) That's the, that's the good stuff. It it, is also interesting, you know, that they're, they're pushing for this 4K thing, but Xbox is continually showing interest or or showing interest in fans' interests collectively for backwards compatibility and for just older games in general and, uh, older, uh, IP, what have you. So that's, uh, exciting to see, especially, uh, it's definitely a poignant, Um, stance to take today Mm -hmm. with, uh, what was it? A lot of people are talking about that time magazine, uh, interview that one Sony, uh, exec or just a Sony talking head, uh, spoke on and said something semi-unsavory about uh, older games, especially PS2 games, or even specifically just like a racing game that just didn't look favorable compared to today's day and age. But the quote that was thrown around was like, who wants to play this? And everyone, of course, resoundingly says, I want to play this. I want backwards compatibility. Please give it to us. And Xbox does. So it was a a win for Xbox. I, uh for Microsoft excuse me uh the well, backwards invalidability I think
1: I I think that was I mean I know you're saying it was deliberate but I think it was um it was a chance for a little bit of redemption if you remember were, what you was it the Xbox 1 Exactly yeah when they were they yeah, tried to do all that DR backwards compatible and DRM and stuff it was a nightmare D- for them Exactly all the DRM shit and then like the next day Sony said oh well we don't have any of that and Some our console is cheaper. And so like, it was like, here's how you share games, and then it was one guy handing the game to another guy. And it oh was yeah, like, right. Thanks. Yeah. Right. So and I think that was their big thing. I think that was a little bit of redemption for Microsoft, and I'm pretty sure Phil Spencer jumped on that and was like, "All right, this is it right here. This is what we're gonna stick it to him Yep. Yep. So I'm sure that was part of it, and it, and it's great, and I like that he's uh he's paying attention to the fans as well as, um, uh doing better for microsoft so yeah
3: that was actually the last e3 i went to i was in that uh ps3 event and that's when i decided i was i mean ps4 <laughs> the event. ps4 that's when i decided event, right? i was yeah, getting a ps4 yeah right. yeah. yeah that's when a lot right? of
0: people decided that that's when i yeah. i knew i was getting one because uh you know that's what i that's the message i yeah, saw you know that, man what a, that was one of the last epic uh e3 yeah. you know uh punching kick events Mm -hmm. I've ever seen uh but yeah Noah your thoughts on uh Microsoft showing this year specifically
3: well well
4: all right uh I'm kind of in the opposite camp of you I'm you guys I am really not impressed with a whole lot of what
3: they showed at all Mm. um when it okay so did we got a
1: release date for the 1x did we right November something
0: yes yeah we got a price and a release date yeah so I will say to
4: everyone uh, preemptively this holiday season, my condolences for anyone who has bought an Xbox One S yeah, instead right. of an Xbox One X. Right. That was a really terrible decision, right, with them just unveiling like, two consoles with practically the same name. That was foolish. Yeah. Um, I think Xbox One X, for 4K compatibility, great. Um, I think that's really good, especially for 4K TV owners, which I... Mike, you are one, and you are the first one that I think I have ever met or heard of that owns a 4K TV, so
3: kudos. I only got it a few months ago. (laughs) Um, It's awesome. (laughs) My my thing is, during that
4: presentation, I kind of stopped paying attention to the words he was saying, and I started counting the number of times he said things like 4K, 8 cores, talking about all the specs of the system, which, spoiler alert, it was too many times to talk about the specs of the system, Mm. instead of showing games that utilize it and like maximize that potential there which i think it was the funniest thing of the event for me was like they're like 4k 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 let's see what this monster can do and one of the first games they show is minecraft and i'm like <laughs> what really yeah. this is your big 4k showing off the tech capabilities of this console and i think another one of the biggest things for me is that not a lot of what they showed was going to be exclusive for Xbox One. It was all cross platform stuff for the most part. Like, I
0: don't like know you're how that.
4: Off this, there was some cool stuff, like Anthem, of course, and Star Wars. Yeah. There was this, yeah. So, I mean, there's some, but they were even less exclusives than Sony showed this year, which. So sure, um, sure. So, I think that really is, like, I am in no way persuaded to buy an Xbox One X, or an Xbox One in general at this point.
0: Well, that's totally because, fair. Because, yeah. and I have a PC as well, like you mentioned, like,
4: like there's not much point to getting this console when I can run these games on my PC, and, like I said, just, they, they, they talked so much about how strong the system is, and then they did not show really much of anything that it took advantage of it, so... I was not impressed.
0: Yeah, that is one thing especially that keep uh, barking on is that that none of these games are technically exclusive because everything's going to be running on Windows PC or at least Xbox One S, uh, as well as Xbox One X. From the way they describe it, I don't think you're giving him too much enough credit. I will rush to Xbox Eight and say that I feel like a lot of just Xbox exclusives, you know, Xbox or Windows PC, uh, you know, etc. Are were announced. Um, we we oh, heard well, a few a thing. of them.
3: But that's the thing. Almost all of them were Xbox and Windows PC. Yeah right
0: those PCs so yeah yeah I would, right, but right. i would say yeah microsoft so why exclusive a PC? why am i why
3: am i gonna buy an xbox that is definitely be- true
0: i definitely yeah. agree like i'm not i have no incentive to buy the xbox one x whatsoever the only incentive i would have is that other friends of mine are playing right. say destiny 2 or overwatch on their xboxes i have a launch xbox one that uh, i have right. packed up right now because i've just redone my room and i just didn't want to put it sitting there, you know, flat-facing on some desk space. So, uh, you know, that's just where I'm at right now. There were some great exclusives, Microsoft exclusives, but not necessarily anything Xbox One X or console exclusive. So that is totally fair. And I think that is a giant mistake for Microsoft, that they have this big question mark that people will have going into stores. Like, oh, wait, so I don't need this new box to play Anything, like the old box or this computer my son built will run everything? Okay. Son or daughter, sorry, I, nothing, I think anything. it's a misstep that Microsoft often takes
4: at these things. They talk about their hardware, but they don't often talk about why you need it. Or, like, again, I feel like any time they present games, it's almost always the weakest part of their presentation. Yeah. Like, their consoles yeah. are really strong, but there's not real reason to have them when there are alternatives that might do
0: it even better sure definitely fair yeah i, I mean you're oh, year one
3: you're year one of the xbox one i was turned off because I, there was no way i wanted all of that media center stuff in the connect like i was just like no no i don't want to spend more for that and then like pretty much every year since then it's been just the you know the games it's like yeah there's like a couple of games but Uh, You know, I've already got a PS4, and it's doing great, and then I got a PC, and like that, there's like maybe two or three games. I'm not going to buy a console for like two or three games after the thing's been out for like four years already. It's just not going to happen. Hey
2: everybody, Ron Burke, Editor-in-Chief for Gaming Trend, here to tell you a little bit about an upcoming game that might be of interest. Twelve Realms Dungeonland, a new Kickstarter effort from board game veterans Mage Company, is finally underway. Before you can commit your dollars, I imagine you'd probably like to know what this game is about. In Twelve Realms Dungeonland, an evil and powerful magic has mutated the populace of the Twelve Realms. As the source of this evil is unknown, it's up to the player to tackle dungeons, banish twisted evil monsters and villains to save the Twelve Realms. In the game, players take on roles like Prince Charming, Red Riding Hood, Grumpy Dwarf, The Wizard of Oz, and many more familiar faces from popular lore. Taking between 45 and 90 minutes for a session, the game is not an expansion, but in fact a standalone game, and if you own the previous 12 Realms games, you'll be able to use them with a conversion kit. Foes including werewolves, bandits, bosses, and other beasties are AI-controlled, meaning that all players get to be the hero. The game is built for up to 4 players, including being able to play it solo, and it's aimed at ages 13 and up. Dungeon Lane will also feature a campaign mode, an arena allowing up to 8 players to square off, and a new unique mode called Master Quest. In MasterQuest, players who can't tackle the 45-90 to minute complete campaign can tackle a single scenario complete with different endings and boss battles. The game is live on Kickstarter, so hit our link in the podcast to check out all the details and pledge for yourself. Keep an eye on GamingTrend.com for a full look behind the scenes, and stay tuned for our eventual full review. Thanks, guys!
0: All right, we're going to run through a couple of third-party conferences uh, we had later that night after Microsoft, very late at night here on the East Coast, by the way, Bethesda had their showing, and I thought that was, one, the most uh, unnecessary press conference, and then two, just for me, and then two, it was also at 12 o'clock midnight where I was at, so even more uh, annoying for me. Um, Wait, I saw did a press conference? Bethesda did a pre- press conference. I thought, I thought they did a Bethesda direct. No, because they, they, they had a they had the a live room. press conference. It, yeah. I'm making a joke. It might as well have been. <laughs> it. Might, sure. Well that was true for Sony, I would say. Uh but Bethesda specifically did have a press conference and uh they announced some VR things, they announced uh some DLC, they announced of course Evil Within Two and Wolfenstein two mike do you have any thoughts uh mike pierce starting with do you have any thoughts on uh on bethesda uh
1: so i'm a huge skyrim player always have been and i am sick and tired of seeing skyrim toted around sure redone repackaged put on a new console well like how many more times are we gonna milk the lifeblood out of this now 2010 2011 game like six seven eight years old i like even as a massive fan of the Elder Scrolls series in general, and I love the Skyrim, just stop it. Just just quit. Yeah. It's like Skyrim is done. It's old. We're No more. We just had a remaster, for Christ's sake. We don't need any more Skyrim shit. Give it up and stop. Um, yeah. And outside of that, I, I will say, on a positive note, I am insanely excited about um, Wolfenstein. I don't know how... That was not on my radar prior to E3, but it was not. And man, it is certainly on my radar now. I was a huge fan of... Um, I always get them mixed up. It's like the first one was the New first Order. One was
4: the New Order, and then it was the... Old-
1: the prequel was the Old Blood, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So I loved... Um, kind of like Mike Dunn, I bought I bought it kind of on a whim, probably on a Steam sale. Played it. Thought it was going to be mediocre, And I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, And that got me to get the the prequel. Or no, I think I got the prequel because I bought Doom. And I think the prequel came with Doom. But anyway, I've been playing the prequel, and it's amazing. And this looks like this could easily be better than both of those. I mean, we've got, like, a wheelchair fighting sequence and, like, all sorts of stuff. I mean, I just... Yeah, like, I just... Machine games is amazing, so sure. I I can't wait. That for me was the highlight of the Bethesda Bethesda conference, and yep. the Skyrim shit was just a low, a new low. Like that, just just stop. I'm done. Yeah, no agree. more Skyrim. Quit it,
3: Mike. Done. I'll be honest. I thought the best Skyrim announcement was actually the next day at the Sony conference when they announced it in VR. Which
0: <laughs> I will try sure I, don't I, care. I i'm gonna try I, that i wish they hadn't announced three other iterations of the same goddamn 2011 game before okay. announcing vr but i it's vr and skyrim sounds sweet right. for sure yeah i agree um mind you i don't know if i want to play that long in vr <laughs> um uh,
3: but i'll 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 give it a shot uh, always <clears throat> yeah no i i mean wolfenstein wolfenstein was great uh I was, um, I was kind of hoping. I don't know the quake. The quake stuff was good. The quake arena was it. it Oh, sure. Champions. Yeah. Quake champions. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I always have a soft spot in my heart for you know Quake and Unreal tournament. So uh, I, I, I think it's interesting. They're they're really going hardcore after the esports segment with that, but it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of a non, it was kind of a non-conference, you know, (laughs) they just don't, they just don't have as much to like support it. I
0: I remember Bethesda saying after their first conference where they revealed Fallout four, and that was essentially like the main reason why they started it. That's where, what one of the execs said at Bethesda e3 two years ago they said mm-hmm. yeah we wanted to showcase a lot of fallout but we also had all this other stuff so we decided to press conference but then shortly after that they said we're not going to do another conference we'll just come in whenever it's pertinent and then they decided oh no we're going to do a conference and last year's was good like they had a good showing they showed off a lot of Dishonored 2 uh yeah. footage i i liked it and then now they're doing the thing where, yeah, you had it right the first time. You don't need to show up every year like this. Right. What you announced here could have been announced any which way. Uh, and you have gotten the same message across. Just uh, a conference doesn't this ne- isn't necessary. Although the whole question of what does a conference bring? We'll talk about soon. But Noah, quickly, any thoughts on uh, Bethesda? Yeah, uh, I definitely thought,
4: like a like I joked earlier, it definitely felt like a Nintendo Direct just YouTube video that they could have just put out. Because they had um, Pete, I think his name is. is
2: the yeah, Pete, Pete he, Hines.
0: He, Pete he Hines. Came out, he came out at the beginning, they played the video for 45 minutes, and he came out at the end.
4: Like they, they could have just released that by itself. And it like you like said, it was a non conference. It wasn't really a press conference at all. It was just, just reveal sizzle reel um i think as mike pierce said i think one of my favorite things to come out of this e3 so far is that uh i saw a game informer had put out a uh, video and it was like we count down our top three skyrims from e3
3: 2017 and, and it, was, it was
2: it was so good i couldn't that and that really did highlight
4: a problem that yeah skyrim is so overdone this conference i think it was in Nearly, it was in near, nearly every single press conference this
3: year. Yeah, yeah.
4: Like, even, we even got Nintendo got in on the action this year, which is baffling. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yep. I, think, I think Quick Champions looks like it'll be good. I agree uh, with Mike Dunn on that. It's, it's very cool to see them pushing that as an eSport again because it's very firmly rooted in the history of eSports, so that's cool to see. Uh, both... Uh, <sighs> I can't really say the Evil Within 2 looks great. The imagery in the in the trailer looks really good, but we saw 15 minute 15 minute 15, 15 seconds of like actual gameplay. So that's always worrying to me. Same same thing with with Wolfenstein. We didn't see a whole lot of actual gameplay, which we know it's going to be good cuz it's Machine Games, but I, I don't know. It's hard for me to get excited when I'm not seeing yeah, actually blowing dudes up.
0: Always fair. Maybe that's
4: superficial, but I don't know. No, uh, no, I definitely thought
0: Bethesda had a decently weak showing this year. There wasn't a whole lot decently there wasn't a lot of reason weak. for them to do anything. I like
3: it. No, I, I agree. Uh I also like think about how much has come out between this time last year and and and, and now. Like from Bethesda. Like they've had a bunch of major releases. Yeah. They they had they had it's Doom so awesome. They had uh, Dishonor Two. They had Prey. Uh, like they didn't have anything left. <laughs> like, yeah, so
0: don't come. You know, don't yeah. don't come to E three. Yeah, come to E three,
3: but don't do the conference. Yeah. They should have just had a booth this year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I can understand them wanting to keep that momentum going. But you gotta, you gotta. There was some filler, man. It was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they opened up with filler. Like, let's talk about last year, like how great it's been. I always hate that start off for a conference. It's like, let's not and say we did. You guys did great. We know. Why don't we get to what you have to bring to the show? You know, that's, that's always my immediate reaction to that, to that, uh, move. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mostly agree. Um, it's interesting now wondering what a conference is or if it's necessary. Nintendo started this whole digital thing. Now we see, uh, Bethesda coming and doing just it just for the sake of doing it, it seems. And then uh, Sony doing an entirely visual uh, conference. Again, we'll get to them. Let's quickly go over Ubisoft. I thought Ubisoft had one of the stronger showings of this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, had a huge reveal. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh Mario plus Rabbids looks in my opinion good, surprisingly, not surprisingly, because a lot of people you know ranked on the game of course before we saw anything, which is why you should not ever take too much from a leak like an image, you know, just just wait till you see what they actually have to show. I think it looks good uh I'm sure playing people will say differently because the rabbits are fucking annoying to be frank, but anyway. Uh, a couple of really cool interest- and interesting looking games. Mike, what did you think of Ubisoft?
1: You know, I'm actually going to go... I mean, okay, so first I should say uh, Ubisoft, I think for most people, had the surprise of the conference. Hmm. With their, like you said, the reveal of uh, Beyond Good and Evil I, think, of, I, I think, yeah, The re-review, should say. Right. And I think I mentioned that earlier. So I got to give them that. And that was really cool. And that was a grand reveal. And I think that really got a lot of people excited and enthused to know that that game is at least, as far as we can tell, still alive. So, um, but other than that, Ubisoft the last couple of years has just kind of, I don't know, kind of lost me. Like, really, the only IP that they have that that uh, excites me anymore is South Park. And Absolutely
0: that's, love South Park. That's, so and
1: yeah, like I am insanely excited about uh, the Fractured Butthole, but um, Far Cry Five, not so much. Assassin's Creed. Don't care at all. I was done with that after number two, and I don't want to dip my feet back into that god-awful toxic pool ever again. Um, so now nah, for me, for me, Ubisoft was pretty much just flat and boring. so fair. take it away, Mr.
0: Dunn. Mr. Dunn.
3: i I, I actually I usually am very annoyed with Ubisoft's com- conferences and maybe, maybe it's that they didn't have that host this year. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but actually I, uh, they showed a lot of new stuff this year, a lot of never before seen IPs and, um, and a lot of, uh, support for VR, which, uh, um, I was really happy to see, uh, transference looks really, really, really intriguing. Um, I'm going to be keeping my eye on that. Uh, Skull and Bones, which took my favorite aspect of uh, Assassin's Creed
1: Black Flag. I Forgot about that. Yeah, that looks yeah.
3: cool. um, that looks great. And I, I, I may I may stand alone on this, but that toys is in, in toys and games mashup. Uh, the spaceship one, uh, Starlink, Battle for Atlas. Mm. So all right, I have kids. My youngest plays Skylanders. She's you know done all the collectible figures etc uh starlink looks really 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 interesting like it looks like it's for kids who kind of grew up on skylanders they're a little older they want a little more complexity you know the kind of modular thing where you you put different upgrades on your ship and do it so physically and i think the ship designs look cool Uh, i don't know much about the gameplay but I think it's a good concept, uh, and I think
0: it's, it might end up being a surprise hit. It would surprise me. I feel like hasn't like the Toys to Life thing been just going away? Well, not going away, but like we saw the biggest one, Disney Infinity, one of the biggest ones of the two, uh, just disappear entirely. So well, uh, I was surprised right. to see Ubisoft say, we're in on this now.
3: Skylanders is still uh, pretty going, going along in a pretty good clip. I mean, it's still hugely popular. Um, uh, kids love it. My daughter still plays it. Uh, I think. I think Disney just tried to play in the same space. The, I, the, I think Lego is kind of having their own little niche audience uh, that is still being fostered. Uh, I, I think there's still room in in the category for a lot of uh, experimentation. And uh, interesting new uh, types of gameplay. Uh, It just it's it's tough because it's such a huge expenditure to kind of get going that you don't see a lot of people willing, a lot of companies willing to take that risk. And I mean that Disney Disney tried to copy Skylanders. Basically, they just did a couple of little things different. It was like, oh well, you wanted to do this in Skylanders, but you can do it here, and that kind of. Uh, open world kind of toy box thing ended up kind of sh- it's what kind of shot them in the foot there wasn't enough guidance for ki- for little kids and it was really squarely aimed at little kids mm. uh, i think starlink if it's if it's going for a slightly more mature more mature audience than those uh kids games uh in in a way that i think uh the lego dimensions is is trying to do a bit too Uh, I think, I think they'll, uh, they'll find some room there.
0: Okay. I I hope they do. I, I'm not a fan of toys. I'll need more toys (laughs) to lie around. I got Amiibo. That's all I got. And I don't even like mess with them. They stay up there. That's their place. So, uh, I'm fine with that. I, I definitely agree with some of the things you're saying. And I want to get back to something each of you said, but, uh, Noah, what did you think of Ubisoft in general? Uh, yeah, or specifically. No. I don't mean to say in general every yeah, time yeah, I tell no. you guys. It's no, like, no. don't tell me anything specific. Just ballpark. <laughs> no, sorry, Noah. Uh, yeah, nothing nothing really too exciting for
4: me. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is very good. The first one was, obviously, it was actually one of my favorite games. Um, and oh, wow. I'm excited. To, yeah, I'm, It's it was really just inventive to me. Very different mm. from everything else. And that's why I like that we're seeing more of that in the trailer. It looks like it's just going to be not exactly, I don't want to say more of the same, they're not retreading, but they're definitely still doing that same vibe, which is really gels with me. Um, and other than that, I'm actually, yeah, Rabbids, actually, I was very not on board when I saw the screen that they put out before E3, and now that I am very leaked. much on um, It was leaked. The yeah, leak, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, leaked. Yeah. Was it was leaked, yeah. Okay. I was not on board when I saw that leak, and then once they showed it at E3 I am now very much interested it looks like it'll be quite a fun little game the XCOM style gameplay is Mm. really fun so, it, it looks like it'll be good. I mean, I'm not a particular fan of the Rabbits in any dimension. I don't know of anyone that is a particular fan of the
0: Rabbits at all. I have a much younger so, brother, and they, he is quite the fan of the Rabbits, which no, is funny. I mean, but now, the, all yeah. of that has been cannibalized, I think, his interest for the Minions, which is a carbon copy um, of the Rabbids, yeah, essentially. Yeah, really. So, yeah. Um,
4: so, but other than that, yeah, nothing really too exciting. I mean... Origins looks like it'll be better than things like Syndicate and like it looks like it'll be better than some previous entries in the series. So
3: I like but it's the, the ha- sa- it's the same Assassin's Creed though, so. I like the I like the, the new Hawk mechanic. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, that yeah, was interesting.
0: The 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 Eagle Eye I like the more literal approach to eagle vision right that right. they're actually making it it almost makes it harder it would seem instead of just like up oh, I highlighted all my characters you have to go out and scout that I like better I will say that at Ubisoft uh, like I-, I like the showing much better I like it better without a host I have nothing against Aisha Tyler uh, it's just it was it's just better and a little more streamlined than speaking to actual creators while awkward is I think better um, and she I she annoyed the hell out of me oh rough sorry and also the, the show <laughs> instead started off with uh guillermo and uh miyamoto which is fucking awesome like what a great yeah. way to start off a show with these two uh titans as you would and uh what the miyamoto moment was great because it was obviously it was for mario plus rabbits uh which we talked about already uh was leaked prior to uh e3 Both and multiple facets right the uh, actual descriptions and synopses of the game uh the screen itself so many things and um everyone was down on it because uh it looked cheesy and it looked definitely not nintendo-y it looked more like uh it, it didn't look timeless that in the way nintendo games do like you got things like uh current humor like uh I don't know, like hashtags and Snap and like, what is it? Uh, Snapchat photos or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, taking a selfie and things like that. So everyone was immediately down on it off of not a lot of context whatsoever. So I'm totally not speaking out against press, against leaking things. If it's news, it's news. We got to get it out there. And I'm a fan of that. But, and I want more transparency from developers in general. And I think that would have helped this scenario because people just want to, uh, you know, they want to. Sorry, excuse me. They People wanted to hate on this game just by the look of it immediately, but there wasn't a lot of context to it. Once you saw the game, and also once you saw uh, Miyamoto go out there and heartfully speak uh, his passion and his, uh, his his happiness with Ubisoft as a partner and as an ally throughout the years, was heartening and it was fun to see. And then he acknowledged the lead director of the game, which was... I think the icing on the cake I think that was a clear statement of like don't fucking knock it until you've seen it and until you see the guy who sat here and ma- put his life's effort into making a Nintendo IP game and he was like in tears like you could see he was emotional this director of the game because his goddamn tre- dream just came true so it was a great moment for me I all know the game could suck it could be terrible but it was such a great moment so I wanted to gush about that for a minute so but uh, I'm glad people are responding to it as it would seem uh, in a more positive light than it, they originally had uh, hopefully the game's good anyway let's move on to Sony we only have two more conferences one wasn't a conference at all Sean Leyden went out 15 minutes into the conference after re- like three trailers said welcome enjoy the rest of the trailers and it was all trailers from there and uh, a bunch of musical interludes so it wasn't a conference at all And, uh, in my opinion, it was, uh, intriguing. And, uh, but the actual showing of games was a little dry just because it's all, um, it's all covered ground, essentially. We saw more God of War. We saw more, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. We saw more, or Spider-Man, I think. And we, we saw more Days Gone. Uh, Shadow of Colossus getting Zero a remake Dawn. a lot of, we saw Horizon Zero Dawn DLC, a lot of third party stuff Destiny 2 um, Call of Duty, a lot of PSVR which I was impressed with other than that though, a lot of already treaded ground, Mike, what was your thought uh, on Playstation's showing? Well I'm not
1: a I'm not a Sony Playstation owner or, or player um, I don't generally like many of their exclusives or anything either and um I guess I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what what Mike Dunn said that um, although Sony didn't release a console, but Sony has still yet to give me a real reason to buy a PlayStation. So I just I didn't really care for it, and part of that's just because I don't own the console. So
0: Mike Dunn, what did you think of uh, Sony showing? So I thought I, I I agree. I think it was a bit
3: dry, um, but as a PlayStation 4 owner and as a P- <laughs> as a PSVR owner, I really liked the focus on games. Um, I didn't think it was a great earth-shattering conference or earth-shattering event, mm. but I thought it was a good one. Um, it 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 gave. It, I didn't feel unsatisfied by it. Mm. Um, it just didn't. You know, my cup didn't runeth over. <laughs> sure uh but like just a few highlights for me obviously I'm I'm a I'm a big uncharted fan I'm going to play uncharted lost legacy okay. yes give me give me more of that um I thought uh the Shadow of Colossus remake looked interesting um I'm going to keep my eye on that um God of War looks fantastic um I I really kind of like the what appears to be kind of that lone wolf and cub yeah. nature of the story and just the story looks more interesting than any God of War game I've seen and I've enjoyed the heck out of those. It looks a little more kind of grown up and and uh, uh and less, you know, kind of extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Spider-Man looks great. Looks really fun. It I, I really got kind of some flashbacks to one of my favorite uh, original Xbox games that I had, which was Spider-Man 2. Just that, uh, that uh, sensation of web swinging through New York City. Like, just give me that again.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man <laughs> 2... Need- is, is, don't need is, anything else. Yeah, it's always <laughs> the game that pe- if people are you know saddened by Spider-Man's descent as this uh, licensed gaming franchise, uh, it's always because the pinnacle was Spider-Man Two, and it was just a steady slope downhill from there. And I definitely feel that because uh, yeah. Spider-Man Two is a great game, uh, or it was a great licensed game, especially. And yeah. this game looks so much like Spider-Man 2. It's crazy. It also even like went with the quick time events. And I was just like, "Man, Spider-Man, like can you not make a Spider-Man game without QTEs?" Like I I couldn't believe that they went back to that cuz I felt like we've p- moved past that in a general sense uh, as far as game design goes. So I was shocked to see more QTE and a lot I- of it.
3: I, I, I wasn't shocked um, I thought they did put some interesting they did have an interesting take on it It was a little different than what we've seen um, I th- the, the the remark that my son made as, as we were watching the trailer um, you know he said oh wow it, it looks more like uh, uh, the Batman Arkham style of combat. And then I was like, that's "Well, no, true. wait. Spider-Man Two kind of had that same combat, and that's when we both had this. Oh, yeah, that's where that style kind of got its start. Mm. And so t- for it to come full circle like this to the new Spider-Man game, and to kind of bring on some of those things that the um, the Arkham games brought to the to the to the table, I, I'm I can't wait. I'm I'm really looking forward to this game."
0: the Which means Effect it's probably going to suck. No, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, no. Don't feel that way. No, <laughs> don't, be don't be like <laughs> that. Honest. I, uh, I, I want to gush more, but I'm going to let Noah talk first. Noah, your thoughts on okay. PlayStation. All right, so I'm I'm a very mixed bag
4: when it comes to Sony's showing this year. I think that um, <laughs> Sorry. I th- there's there's a lot that I have been thinking about. Since there's I'm a
0: lot to my reference. story.
4: Uh, I think God of War looks really good. I think the combat looks like, like there's a looks like there's a lot of weight behind your attacks this time around, which seems yeah. very different yes, than the yeah. previous God of War games. They seem a little just like very, very slashy slashy. And this one feels like you're actually like swinging this heavy axe at someone. And sure. that's very welcome. I'm leery on his son. I feel like half the time he's going to be really good. And half the time you're going to have to baby him. Mm. I, I'm then not sure where it'll lie and i'm hoping it'll be more towards the former than the latter
3: so a little secret that's how kids actually are
0: i know <laughs> i know but
4: like after we've been spoiled by ai like elizabeth and in bioshock infinite like having to baby, someone like Ashley from Resident Evil 4 is not going to gel with me anymore. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. AI is always a concern for, like, companion games. Uh, Some do it well, some do it not so well. Some do it like in a... I was going to say desultory. It's not true, though. Some, like, I feel like The Last of Us is right now the, um, the pinnacle example, like case study in it. It was really well done, but also at the same time, still finicky things. Like, they went for a hands off approach to companionship. Basically, you didn't have to baby Ellie at any point in The Last of Us. Uh, I'm just assuming everyone's played The Last of Us, whoever's listening, what have you. Mike, I'm sorry, Mr. Pierce. (laughs) Mike Dunn, you haven't played, but, uh, I'm not going to, we're not, there's no spoilers, but essentially, uh the character that you're escorting in this game or that you're is your companion just uh you don't interact with too much in a combat sense or in a very um tactical sense uh so it's good it doesn't get in the way but it also feels very um non-existent like uh if you're in a stealth situation your companion cannot be discovered so you never have to rely on them getting screwed up but that also f- totally breaks the wall right um so I'll be interested to see anything with companionship uh that Sony Santa Monica has brought with uh, God of War. I think God of War looks fucking amazing. I will say I that. Not. It's like that serpent at the end was just like Jesus this game like looks insane. But um I I like that Santa Monica's seamless combat Uh, style is still somewhat embedded in this, it would seem. You saw a couple of cool weapons that were like very, oh, God of War, you get more weapons as you beat bosses, and uh, also the axe, yes, it does look a little heavier and has more heft. It was a Thor-esque, Nordic looking style, but it's still he was still spinning around and doing a lot of uh, wispy attacks, and I like all that. I'm glad, because it's the same creators, Mm -hmm. and I'm happy to see it. I am It's funny. I'm not dubious on this, but it's funny seeing Sony now go pretty full on with its uh, first party studios with this over the shoulder, photorealistic, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, dreary, dark story, story driven stuff. All the Last of Us is just showing up in all these games, you know, Uh, or just just Naughty Dog style games. We have Days Gone, which is very much the Last of Us and days gone looks great uh god of war from last year looked like all these games that also showed up last year actually a of the days, last of us i have days gone sure
3: actually. i would actually real quick real quick i would actually say days gone reminded me of the prison break sequence of uncharted 4 sure yeah big time absolutely like as a one game
0: yeah yeah so as in what, general like naughty dog-esque looking stuff happening yeah but yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not a bad thing. Not not a complaint. Just interesting to see. Yeah, Noah. As far as Days Gone goes,
4: I have some concerns. Um, it it looks great visually, like the trailer we saw last time. Like last E3 looked fantastic. Now that I'm seeing, we're seeing more of it. It looks like the gameplay has been polished a bit more. I'm, I'm worried that a lot of the game is going to end up being these just big set-piece moments where, like, oh, hey, there's this horde of zombies, and there's these people that you need to conveniently get out of the way, and you have C4 with you. I wonder what you're gonna do. I'm worried that a lot of the game is gonna either be setting up moments like that, and then just motorcycling between moments like that. I'm very worried for that. I, I would love to be wrong, and I think I might be. I just have, I don't know, there's, like, an underlying, like, uneasiness seeing how a lot of it just seems really cinematic like that i i don't know
3: I, it might just be nothing i might just be paranoid yeah, yeah. I, I i have to apologize i uh i was mixing up days gone with that prison break game
2: <laughs> you're saying oh, should, uh, detroit become human are you trying to say
3: yeah, no, no. I was mixing games up. I was okay. the, the, I Which got the prison run. break
0: game? Or, oh, no, oh no, a way no, no, no. out, a way out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out, no, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Game looks totally great, but up. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. Days Gone, the big zombie game. Yeah, I yeah. mean, all these games look so, a lot. I'm so like,
3: fucking yeah, yeah. sick of zombies. I just, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Oh Jesus!
0: I'm definitely <laughs> sick of them. I will say, I can't, I can't resist being. Uh, awestruck by just the sheer number of zombies that are on That's screen lie, in man. those demos yeah yeah I, I can't pretend I'm not impressed by that but I mean yeah zombies they're, they're getting old I agree let's uh I have so many things to say about all these things but we'll be talking about these games I'm sure uh, for the coming months let's talk about some Nintendo Nintendo was for me one of my favorite showings I think there was a lot of great stuff here a lot of great uh, fan service um Mario looks fucking amazing. That's all I have to really say uh in general. But Mike Pierce, I'm sure you're so excited. You just yeah, were you, balls you know me, to the wall. Joe.
1: Ever the massive Nintendo fanboy. Absolutely. Yeah. It was by far the highlight of, of E3 for me. Yeah. No, yeah, quite bleed
0: Nintendo Red. I know. Yeah,
1: right. Quite quite the opposite, in fact. And one like one thing I just it's it, so I said this about Sony as well, but it's more it's more, uh, it's more pertinent for Nintendo, for me, is that I feel like Nintendo gives me no reason to buy a Switch unless I'm already a Nintendo fanboy.
2: Mm. There's,
1: there's just, like, nothing that draws me in. If I'm mm. not a Mario fan, if I'm not a Metroid fan, if I'm not a Zelda fan, if I'm not... Like, name off all the big things that you can name off, and if you're not a fan of those, then you have no reason to buy the Switch. And mm. that's me, Exactly. And I, I I would like to get into more Nintendo stuff and to buy a Switch and to to be into that stuff, but I'm just not, and there's nothing pulling me in. So, I, like, I I mean, it's totally fine being a Nintendo fanboy and enjoying those games. They are just not my thing. So totally fine not being
0: one too. Yeah,
1: didn't no, I, that's a fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I just I think a lot of people. Uh, Hate me because I'm not <laughs> because I'm not. I hate you so much. Fanboy, You're, but,
0: you, you make me yeah, live it. it
1: just it does. I don't know. Like I know people are insanely excited about Metroid Four, and I'm just like, huh. I it's
0: Metroid I Prime uh,
1: Four. Sorry. Whatever. See, that's how much I care about it. Like, I just no. I, and and Mario. It's I. I mean, like, yeah, I played Mario back. I mean, in the look, day I, on I... NES and Super NES, but it's it's a little weird seeing him run around a city. I gotta say.
0: Uh, It is totally weird. That is like, Like, I'm not getting over that. I will say, I'm very excited about Odyssey, especially after that showing. New Donk City is weird. I'm not enjoying it. It's just, I, I can't get myself to like it in any capacity. But I will say, Mike, if you're with absolute sincerity, if you, like, don't like Mario, there's just something wrong with you. Like, Mario, <laughs> like, the games themselves are very good. They're very high quality. They are, I I don't know, I could I could just keep going. But, like, I, I think there are a couple of games that they may not pull you in, but if you got your hands on them, you would enjoy them. Maybe Mario, definitely Zelda. But yeah, I totally probably understand probably. your point. Yeah, they're doing things for Nintendo fans, not for uh, newcomers. You're probably right. Right. Yeah. right. Mike Dunn, your feelings on Nintendo. So,
3: so I'm 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 glad they gave me I'm glad they're they're going to give me another reason for me to own the Switch. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> which well, is exactly
1: no. the opposite of what I said.
3: Well, no. <laughs> it, He's just well, happy be- that it's not sitting there collecting dust. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Breath of the Wild. Love it. And I'm gonna get the DLC. I mean, that's just happening. Um and, and I, it's actually the first Zelda game I finished before my son. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm uh, super excited about Metroid Prime 4. Uh, the Metroid Prime series uh, is, is probably my favorite, peak Nintendo for me, um, just in general. Because, I mean, I, I played a lot of Nintendo when I was a kid, like NES, sure. like all that stuff. Uh, I never owned one when I was a kid because my parents sucked. Um, <clears throat> but And plus, I was already getting into my teens at that point. So, uh, you know, I was always playing other people's uh, Nintendos. L- loved it, just never had one. Uh, it wasn't until I started getting consoles for my kids, like when I, I got a GameCube for my son when he was little. And so that was my first real big kind of nintendo experience uh of my of my own instead of piggybacking on someone else's and metroid prime was a big big part of that um uh i think mario odyssey looks crazy and that's what i love about it it looks like nintendo at their just weirdest and sure. i am so so down everything else eh, you know i i I'm I'm just I'm just not into really too too deeply into any of the other stuff. Though I'm sure my kids will be all over it. So
0: I'm definitely excited for some of the other stuff. Noah, bring it home with some of the other stuff. What What are oh you excited man. for? <laughs> Here we I go. So, Here we go. I am so excited by Nintendo showing this year. They just had game after game that I'm just really looking forward to. Sure. That
4: and okay, I'll start off with disappointment. They didn't show a Smash Port for Switch, which
0: very sad, I'm glad, yeah. Surprise. I'm glad they, you know, I'm glad we're we're going to get that next year. We're going to get that next di- year. I'm
3: glad they didn't, right, exactly. Because
4: it would be so obvious and not a surprise for them to do that. Like, everybody would be expecting them to
0: say that. I mean, everyone expects it because it's just the right, right. thing to do. it's probably
4: going to happen anyway. So why would you say Smash is coming to Switch and steal the spotlight from all your other games that you've got coming up? Because then everybody would just be completely distracted by Smash, which is understandable but i'm glad that they didn't do anything with that like that there is no rush to release smash for for switch since plenty of people are still playing it for wii u and most people that want to switch are still having trouble actually finding a dang thing so hmm. you know um
0: are people still having trouble finding switch? they're is still that true?
4: really rare i think most people that really really wanted them have gotten them but they're still kind of hard to find their the stock is still low wow um And okay, they showed a logo for Metroid Prime Four. I wish they would have had a trailer or something, but that is some of the most amazing news to come out of this direct. Another really amazing thing is, again, it was like a sentence spoken by the head of the Pokemon company. But
0: yeah, really, yeah, another huge announcement. It was a sentence, and it was huge. The next core entry in
4: the series is going to be on the Switch instead of like the
0: 3ds which well is we don't know if it's not awesome. going to be on the 3ds but they're, they're well, saying might, they're working a problem, on a core game coming on. to switch yeah right. uh which again that's huge that's
4: huge news for fans of the series which i will i mean it's pokemon i'm gonna pick it up
0: uh fire emblem yeah, um, warriors great.
4: looks fantastic i love title warriors and i love fire emblem so it's gonna be a great mashup um Another Metroid um oh it's not during their conference so i guess i won't
0: Well that's that fine but yeah metroid they announced two metroid games two metroid games in one the same show like we went from no metroid for years two metroid to two metroids coming soon yeah yeah, yeah. pretty incredible um, which
4: was inc- which was crazy um i think what
0: else new did they show there was there was some really good stuff. So, well, Rocket there's League cool, making it onto the Switch is yeah, and then there exciting. were some smaller announcements like say the Kirby game that's coming to Kirby Switch, and Yoshi, the, right? The yeah, Yoshi game coming to really Switch. Great. They're bringing some games like Rocket League to the Switch, hmm. obviously, and Skyrim, those things again. are interesting. Forget about Skyrim. So, uh, <laughs> gotta yeah. get Skyrim. out of here. Yeah, so or Skyrim. What interested Guys, me about, about Skyrim
3: on a mobile platform? Incredible! <laughs> so you're how much
0: more exciting could you be? What interested me about the Kirby and Yoshi announcement? They look like fine games. Uh, I'm personally excited for Yoshi. I like Yoshi games, but like they're not breaking any kind of uh, ground here. But what's interesting is those scream 3ds games to me uh and they're on the switch which is great i all i keep saying is they need to drop the 3ds i'm sorry for the 3ds fans out there i am one as well but if they're smart they drop the 3ds they get the pokemon game on switch that's how you make money you put pokemon on switch you sell switches that way you make tons and tons of money and that's the best thing for it as well as Smash. Hopefully by this time next year, we have Smash yeah. on the Switch, and then the Switch will be a money machine. So but exciting lose, year uh, for Nintendo, in really? my opinion. Yeah.
4: Yeah, uh, and what else? Xenoblade Two looks phenomenal, and hopefully by the end of this year, they're still trying to push by the end of this year for the release. So I was love the first one. That's an amazing RPG. That looks like it's going to be great. Um,
0: I can't yeah, think of... Yeah, Xenoblade 2... There's, there's so I, much good stuff. I've there. never played any of the Xenoblade games. Um, I, I, they're just so Japanese RPG that yes. I couldn't possibly think of doing and it. this one is but looking even more It looks even it. more than ever, but I mean, I generally wouldn't have considered it, but just the fact that it's a giant game on the Switch is very enticing to me because it's this large, massive yeah. RPG that I could spend a lot of hours on, and I'm just w- going to work, commuting... You know, I go, I go right. back and forth to the city a lot, so that is just very exciting to me. So, and I have a Switch, so that's like that is the cave not the caveat. That's the added bonus of every game announced and for Switch. Just it's like, oh, it and wherever. it's on the Switch, and you could go wherever you want and play it however you want, and it it's very true. And this, so generally, this is exciting. Like fucking Mario looks Edgar incredible. Edgar's it's awesome. going to be on the Switch, oh, yeah, and it's going to be on the Switch. It's like get get real man that looks great so looks i'm great. very excited for nintendo just uh, being a switch owner so that's definitely exciting
3: I, 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 that's the thing i love the hardware i absolutely yeah. love the hardware it's ooh, I, I mean i've only played one game on it and it's one of my favorite consoles yeah it's a zelda machine period it's, it's just it's such a nice little piece of equipment yeah, yeah. When you so they aren't I'm ready. I'm ready to play Mario next. time. ARMS not into are so that. good. Okay, I, I have to talk about their
4: tournaments, too. Those tournaments sure. actually got me even more excited. Like, ARMS, I wasn't fully sold on. I played the demo. I was like, yeah, this is fun, but I might not get it. But seeing the tournament that they ran, I'm pretty excited for that game now. It looks like there's a lot of depth to the gameplay, actually. It looks like there's going to be a lot of strategy involved. I'm all for it.
0: Did, ARMS seems like such a repeat of Splatoon because Splatoon, a lot of people were like, ah, oh, you're painting and you're shooting and I don't understand. And, Splatoon, and, then, and then it, it came out and everyone was like, oh, this game is amazing. And ARMS yeah. immediately was the same narrative uh, beat for beat. So I'm glad that's the case. I won't buy ARMS. I can't spend $60 on that kind of game uh, yeah. that I'll only play for a little bit. Uh, I'm two, waiting two for Mario. Will be the, the bigger one for me of those two that are sure. coming soon. But Splatoon sure, 2 sure.
4: also looks really,
3: really good. Yeah, my, just, my my youngest is clamoring for that one big time. Sure.
1: I think All I'm right. gonna throw up. <laughs> like, there's just I don't know, there was just so much
4: good stuff that they put out this year, just game after game in their direct. It it didn't feel like it was only twenty five minutes. It felt like it was longer just because there was so many exciting announcements for a Nintendo fan in there. Sure. So,
0: yeah.
4: It was just it was a great E three for me. I, right. I I
0: love Nintendo Shock. Definitely, I agree. Let's say who uh won the E3? It's always a dumb idea the who won E three, but yeah, uh, no we're idea. just gonna do it anyway. So uh <laughs> Mike Pierce, who do you think won E three?
1: God, I don't know. Um Wow. Well does it does it does EA count? Are we counting? However you EA? like to
0: do it. However you like yeah, sure. Huh? You could do it by developer, you could do it by any I don't care, anything. I mean Devolver I I'm, digital <laughs> Development Digital had a pretty yeah, funny showing. I like what their subversive, uh, you know, their their conference was pretty funny. Although a little, a little out there, a little too much, but I, I liked it. I'm going to
1: say EA, actually. Wow. Um, uh, just because I think I'm not a sports game fan, really. Like, I don't really care about FIFA. I don't care about NBA Live. I don't care about Madden. And Mike Dunn was totally on point with the whole, like, here's this one game. And while you're still thinking about that game, we're gonna throw some basketball in your face. And while you're still thinking about this next game, oh, here's here's a little bit of Cristiano Ronaldo, like, and oh, here's some of this. And like, I was not down with that at all. Um, but uh, Anthem and Star Wars Battlefront, those were pretty big deals for me. Um, and I, and still. I have to admit, those sports games are a big deal for a lot of people, and they look pretty solid. And there was Need for Speed, and um, I think I'm missing Forza. something else. What's up? Forza, right? Forza, no, that's
0: Microsoft. Forza that's no. EA, yeah, Microsoft, yeah. Uh, Microsoft, yeah. Uh,
1: who did a Way Out? Was that EA?
0: A Way Out is EA. I'm excited for a Way Out. That looks pretty looks like damn a great cool game. too. Yeah. Looks so
1: like I'm, game. I'm not even an EA person. Like I have a lot of problems with EA, but um, I'm going to give it to EA.
3: Cool. Mike Dunn. You know, I probably would have joined you, Mike, if they would have announced a new Burnout game. Mm. That's that's a game that I think is is just prime for for uh, going back to. I love that game series. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm going to have to... I don't know. For me, I guess it's kind of a toss-up between... Uh, um, Nintendo and Sony just because they probably, those two conferences had the most games that I wanted to play. Sure.
1: That they showed. It's usually Um, what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah, Who has the stuff you want to play.
0: Sony's Sony's is interesting because there are, they have a lot of games I want to play too, but I mean, we did see them all last year or some of the DLC. I think that's fine. I think that I wish, I wish Sony had, done what Microsoft often does just show off what's like in the immediate future last year because they had a great year this year they had a slew of exclusives they had a great uh, third party support last year obviously during the um, uh, excuse me during the if latter half of the year and especially holiday season there was just a bunch of great games out third party and if they had just shown off all those games last year and then showed us revealed God of War revealed Days Gone revealed freaking yeah. what else did they, uh the Uncharted game I mean yeah. the, all that would have been unbelievable this year and, uh, and with those trailers like God of War looks like unbelievable I'm super excited for that game uh, I would give it to the- God of War just for the for how fucking great the spectacles are
3: though. You know what? Now that I think about it, I kind of want to give the edge to Nintendo just a bit because every year Nintendo could go either way, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's always one extreme or the other.
3: They have whiffed quite a few of their E3 uh, announcement shows and they were, they were really on point this year. Like they, they were very focused, and they uh, showed off a bunch of new stuff, um, and and uh, and very nicely telegraphed some of the stuff that we already knew they were going to show, and and had good showings for those. So, uh, so yeah,
0: I, I give I give advantage to Nintendo on that. I mean Noah and I, unless I'm mistaken, are definitely going to give it to Nintendo because yeah, they did such a great job.
1: <laughs> okay. well, I, I would never like I would never have imagined like, that.
0: Sorry, Noah. I said it might sound like fanboy to you,
1: Mike Pierce, and maybe a little bit of it is. But I think they're just, they're always just so
4: focused on showing games and showing games that are coming soon and really polished products. Well, well, hold
0: on, not always. They're not always not focused always. on games that are coming soon. Let's, just, let's... we got a couple of 2018s in there this year. <laughs> sure, which is, sure. I think a reason why Sony was a little weaker for me too, because not only did we see all these games last year, they are not we're still yeah. not getting them until next year. Like, yep, exactly. Like, like we're, this is an interim
4: trailer from a game that you revealed last year, and we're not even getting till next year. That that's that's pretty weak. I do agree with Joseph that if they had showed all these trailers for the first time this year,
3: mm-hmm.
0: if this is the
4: first time we were seeing these games, I would be wowed by Sony's.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
4: I, and I am also amused that we're getting Shadow of the Colossus for the third console in a row.
0: I I don't know. I'm ready to try. See, I played I Shadow Classes very but I I would probably get it if I had a PS4. So, a little, so full disclosure, I didn't play Shadow Classes till uh, PS Now came out and I tried playing it via that uh, platform and it is not great playing on a streamed, you know, server playing an actual full game even if it's game a PS2 a game. The game is great. I really really like Shadow of the Colossus. There's something special there. Uh but I I stopped playing because it just it was unbearable and so uh seeing that excited me because now I can actually play it and I don't have a PS3 and I'm not going to buy a PS3 for a game. So, uh for a PS2 game at that. Uh a remastered version of this game that doesn't uh that doesn't encroach on the game's uniqueness or what have you, with uh too many uh fidelity features or whatever. I'm excited for. Uh I can't wait but anyway the five and the PlayStation six. Yeah, and can't PlayStation wait. PlayStation gonna be gonna be great. So many years of Skyrim, so many years of Shadow glasses. I'm excited. Was the true
1: <laughs> Skyrim was the low point of the whole damn thing. Like just
0: <laughs> What Didn't about like, yeah, like what about Skyrim? I I get that were, Skyrim. Were, I love Skyrim. It's I one love. of my favorite RPGs. But like yeah. what was special about Skyrim that isn't special about so many of, other RPGs that like it gets remade. They were the mics, yeah, totally so, right. yeah. so many, yeah. Mikes, so, <laughs> yeah, many yeah, so many mics.
1: So many Skyrim. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't I mean it's a so super special game and I think very few people can do really good open world games as Bethesda can but still like it's too much yeah there's too much like we've we reached saturation a long time ago we didn't reach saturation at this conference we reached it way before this conference and now we're like we're well beyond oversaturated with Skyrim so just stop please I will admit Let's-
0: I do want to play it on my super sweet new PC because I haven't played Skyrim on PC yet, so I, Get I am the re, a bit the of a remaster
1: or whatever it's called. Oh God, them.
0: what did I? Maybe we'll see.
1: Yeah. All right. here I am now supporting you. Yeah, started. really, of course. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, we're we're <laughs> gonna, gonna wrap it up there. Uh, E3 <laughs> has hey, been a long I, show. We I were I gonna, put gonna do a short
3: twenty-five of- hours on it when the remaster came yeah. out. So I right, really absolutely, say yeah, yeah, incredible,
0: incredible. <laughs> we're gonna end it there. Uh, we were gonna do a short show, and lo and behold, it's an hour and a half later. Of course, because E3 was so fucking packed, but it was a good show generally. Uh, we all just talked about how good each of our favorite shows were so we'll be talking about it more of course we have some folks on the ground floor boots on the ground of course at E3 yeah, so we'll team. be hearing from them too too very soon uh, we'll do some Twitter handles now though Mike Pierce where can people find you uh, you
1: can follow me at grumpygamer that's grumpy with two r's
0: excellent Mike Dunn you have any Twitter anywhere people can follow you yeah I'm at UX Fool. You, ex-fool, and yes. the Twitters. Perfect. And Noah Maguire, You're going to be so proud of me, Joseph. I have a Twitter now that you Fantastic. can go and
4: follow. Fantastic. Uh, it, is, it is at link underscore of my God.
0: underscore <laughs> Skyloft with a seven instead of a T because somebody decided to steal my Twitter. Jesus Christ, man. I'm almost proud of you. Holy crap. What is, is it? it? Run, run it <laughs> by Please. me again. I link know of- tried to- <laughs> link underscore yeah of underscore underscore. skyloft but with a seven at the end a seven yeah okay got it a skyloft seven yes Unbelievable. Thank you. You can follow me, ladies and gentlemen, at Joey Donuts. That's Joey Bagadonuts with the B and the D switched around because I'm stylish. And you can, of course, get in touch with us, uh, Mike Pierce and I, that is, your co-hosts of the Gaming Trend Reboot, by emailing us at podcast at gamingtrend.com and we air every week on Mondays so check in every week if you would Uh, we'll hopefully have more E3 news for you in the coming days uh, as we check in with our uh, way team as Mike Dunn put it and uh, please join us every week and leave us comments send us tweets do all those sorts of things gentlemen thank you so much for joining uh, me this week for E3 talk thanks Joe Cheers.